505 on a Tuesday morning, the 23rd of January already. Welcome aboard. Well, Zach, it's a little warmer. Your trip in should have been a little better this morning. Yeah, no ice out there this morning. Plenty of liquid and moisture and rain and no ice, though, which, yeah. I, will t- which I will take. There you go. It rained most of the night, I think. Um, I had a, when I got up at 340, it was still raining a little bit. And then a little drizzle coming in on the way to work, but looks like it'll be moved out. Yeah, it's let up. Uh, it's let up here too. So maybe the rain is over, but there's a lot of water standing on top of the ground because the ground was frozen. Yeah, but uh, so, we might be up, done for today. But more rain uh, moves in oh. tonight. Oh, great! Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, well, we'll take it one day closer to spring. I uh, will take a look at what's going on in the markets, as we always do. Nolan Allison is going to join us a little bit later in the show. Uh, Nolan is with Bartlett Grain. He's a grain buyer for Bartlett Grain. And they have uh, a new uh, soybean crush plant coming online in uh, southeast Kansas, right down on the Missouri border. And it's going to draw beans in from a big area, as this is a pretty good-sized crush plant. We're going to find out a little bit more about that in our bean report Today brought to you each and every week by the Missouri Soybean Growers and their checkoff. We'll find out about that new facility that they uh, just about to come online. They're hoping to get it up and running by by summer, and they said by by harvest they're going to be at full swing buying beans. So uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that uh, a little later in the show. We got a lot to get to. We might as well get started. We head to the newsroom. Zach, what do you got? Good morning, everyone. We are reading 37 degrees outside right now at 5.07, weather and sports coming up. But first, here's what's happening now. 11 people have been indicted on federal drug trafficking and money laundering charges in southern Illinois. According to court documents, the drug conspiracy involved an organized effort to distribute more than 400 grams of fentanyl, 5 kilograms of cocaine, and 50 grams of methamphetamine from at least August of 2022 to December of 2023 in Madison and St. Clair counties. Most of the suspects are from Missouri and Illinois, including St. Louis, Florissant, St. Charles County, and Granite City. This case was part of an organized crime drug enforcement task force operation. Dozens of Missouri Department of Corrections staff members are urging Governor Mike Parson to grant clemency to a man scheduled to die in April for killing his cousin and her husband. More from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. A former warden calls him a model inmate. Published reports say that 60 correctional officers and other staff members signed on to a letter to the Republican governor in support of Brian Dorsey. The letter says Dorsey has avoided trouble and is respectful to prison staff and fellow inmates at the Potosi Correctional Center and should be spared the death penalty. He's scheduled to die April 9th for killing his cousin and her husband in 2006. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. The Clayton School District has backed out of a plan to buy Calaris. This comes after backlash from the community. Last week, about 300 people attended a public forum where many criticized the district for their lack of transparency about the over $20 million deal and also its potential impact on taxes. The Missouri Department of Economic Development has a new member to its leadership team. Yesterday, the agency announced that Danielle Bryant will serve as its new deputy director for the Division of Strategy and Performance. 
and her previous role as Deputy Director for the Office of Equal Opportunity, Bride oversaw the office's operations. Bride will also serve as one of the state's operational excellence leaders in various leadership roles with other departments, including Chief of Staff to the Commissioner of Higher Education. A video of a fire truck that spun out of control in Jefferson County yesterday has gone viral. This all unfolded yesterday morning during the icy conditions when the fire truck lost control and struck a parked car and a fire hydrant along the 1700 block of Parkside Place. Firefighters from the Rock Community Fire Protection District were responding to an accident when the fire truck lost control on the icy covered street and began spinning hitting a parked car, and narrowly missing a house. No one was injured in the incident. Time now is 510, taking a look at the KTRS forecast today. Cloudy with a high of 45 degrees tonight. Rain moves in with an overnight low of 37, and tomorrow rain likely again with a high of 50. It's currently 37 degrees outside here at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to the sports desk, Mizzou basketball still looking for that SEC win Number one on the year as they travel to Texas A&M tonight in College Station. Pre-game begins at 7.30 on your home for the Tigers right here on the Big 550. Blues begin a Northwest road trip tonight starting with the Calgary Flames. Jordan Bennington is coming off his second shutout of the season in a win over Washington. Former Tulsa transfer Tim Dalger is leaving the SLU basketball program for personal reasons. He has appeared in all 18 games for the Bills, averaging nearly 10 points per game. Homegrown midfielder Miggy Perez is being loaned out by St. Louis City SC to Birmingham of the USL Championship. Perez could still be called back to City at any time if he is needed by the club. And the Cardinals and outfielder Tommy Edmond have come to terms on a two-year contract avoiding arbitration. Edmund hit 248 a season ago with 13 home runs and is expected to be the Cards' opening day center fielder. That'll do it from the sports desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America.
cows. We're remarkable cows. And wherever we go, it's a fabulous show. Oh, you know we are cows. That's right, we're cows. Uh, 5.13 on this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, Let's see here. Pete from Fenton says, I didn't have anything from yesterday besides the ice in my bucket, but now it defrosted and I received .39 inches of rain. The only rain gauge report coming in. I have no idea how much rain we got. I guess there's ice in my R2571DG516 weather gauge because mine says .2 and it said .2 yesterday morning and it still says .2. So I, I, I... I guess it's got ice in it or something. I don't know what the problem is. But anyway, I don't know how much rain we got. Now, according to the National Weather Service, I looked this up. I looked late last night. And if I remember right, let's see what they told me. They say Belleville in the last 24 hours has had 2.85 inches of rain. And yours, and you, were, and you didn't get anything? You were saying you're... Mine, mine says 0. 0.2. Hmm. I, but I think I got. I might have. I don't. It might have rain, uh, ice in it. I, I don't know. Did it ever? Did it ever pour at your house, or was it just a steady rainfall the whole night? Uh, there was a couple times when it rained pretty good. But yeah, you know, you could hear it on the roof. But it was, you know, it mm-hmm. was just there. You know, wasn't one of those driving rains. But I, it had to be more than point two. But it, boy, it don't seem like it was two point whatever they said two point eight or whatever. Um, two point eight five. They say a half inch is expected in the next 24 hours. Let's see what they're saying for St. Louis. How much rain did you get? Let's see here. 3.2 in the last 24 hours. Hmm. I mean, I yeah, it never, it never poured at my house. It was a nice steady rainfall, but never, I mean, never, I never uh-huh. even heard it on the roof, really. I, I mean, it was just a, a light rainfall since starting, I mean, since I left work yesterday all the way up until, till, I mean, since I got to work today. Yeah, so. I don't know. So anyway, we'll get through it. It'll dry out and warm. I don't know if it's going to dry out, but it's going to warm up. That's I mean, one I mean thing. yeah, I'll take this over driving over the ice yesterday morning. So yeah, and you know what's going to what? I know you're all people are going oh, Here he comes, belly aching now because it's going to warm up. <laughs> but do you know what will happen if it gets up to forty five, fifty degrees in these livestock lots? You talk about mud. It, yeah, after all this rain, coming. it it will be muddy. Uh, but you got to get to the mud before you can get it to dry out. So I guess maybe it's all all right. And just this time of the year, on the uh, my dog, he went out the front door last yeah yesterday morning. <laughs> He's not too sure on his feet anyhow. But when he hit that <laughs> eye, he hit the ice on that sidewalk. He had feet going in every direction trying to trying to get squared up but uh yeah so you got to be careful with your livestock and your pets and uh when they go out on that ice but it looks like this morning they are ready to go that guy driving that fire truck i bet he's going man what was i thinking <laughs> if you haven't seen the video I, it's on youtube i guess just put in we well, put in something about a fire truck just say on st ice louis fire truck yeah it went yeah. I, I had a friend from california send that to me Really? I'd already yeah. seen it, yeah, but a friend said, hey, is this by you? I said, yep, right, yep, a couple, couple minutes down the highway, yep. Yeah, this big fire truck is spinning in circles, coming down a hill. He goes in a yard, spins it around, and ends up parking perfectly in a driveway. He does, yeah, he hits a car on the way, but he does, I mean, it could have been, it could have been much worse. Yeah. Much worse, and he ends up, yeah, spinning. right in the middle of the driveway. Yeah, it puts it. I don't know if that's where he was going or not, but it's where he, it's where he ended <laughs> up. If that's where he was headed to, 
He really did a good job parking that thing. But uh, so anyhow, well, the ice is gone, so you should be in pretty good shape this morning as the world gets back to somewhat uh, normal, if there is such a thing. Let's run over to the grain trade yesterday. Corn trade was, eh, we're going to call it about even. They say fractionally higher. March printed a four-cent trading range on the day. Algeria is tending, uh, tendering for 160,000 metric ton of feed corn. Uh, wire sources had South Korea as having bought 66,000 metric ton of feed corn via a tender. Brazil's agro reported the second crop corn planting reached four, almost 5% of the expected area. That compares to 1% planted at the same time last season. So they are running a little bit ahead. March corn closed up a quarter cent at 445. May was uh, up a quarter cent as well at 456. Overall, in the overnight trade, it's quiet, but we're still in positive territory. March is up a penny and a half, 447. May's at 457. That's up one. September is up a half at 469, and December at 476. That's up a half cent as well. It had about a two cent trading range in the overnight trade. Just nothing out there right now to uh, push this market one way or the other. Overall, in the soybeans, we saw some nice gains there, six to 11 cents, as a matter of fact. March contract traded within 16 cent trading range on the day, though mostly in the black and closed just a penny off of the session high. So oil futures also rallied off of the weekend with gains of over two and a half percent in value in the front months. Front months soy meal closed uh, Monday, 40 to 70 cents lower. Uh, looks like some updated Brazilian numbers. Soybean harvest in uh, uh, Mercado soybean harvest is at 5.1 percent complete. That compares to 1.7 at the same time last year, so they are running out a little bit ahead. March beans closed at 12.24, up 11. May at 12.33, up a dime. Over on the overnight, we're a couple cents higher with the March at 12.27. That's up two and three quarters. May's at 12.35, up two and a half. And November new crop at 11.97, up a quarter cent. It was at eleven ninety eight? Just can't get back to that twelve dollar mark. A lot of resistance at the twelve dollar mark. January twelve oh five. That's up a quarter cent. And November of twenty five trading at eleven sixty five, and uh, that is up uh, was up seven cents in yesterday's trade. Over on the wheat trade, now we'll kind of wait and see uh, if there was any freeze damage out west as this uh, freeze uh, kind of moves out of the area. They pulled off of their highs for the close, but were mostly higher across the domestic markets. USDA's weekly export inspection data showed 314,000 metric ton of wheat was exported during the week that ended the 18th of January. That was up from 242 the week prior, uh, but about 35,000 metric tons shy of last year's volume for the same week. Report had China as the top destination, followed by Mexico. March, Chicago Board of Trade wheat at 596, up 3, May at uh, 606, that was up three over on the uh, July contract yesterday. For the new crop, it was up two and a quarter at 612. Overnight, we're up another two cents right down the board. March is at 599. Couldn't get through the $6 mark. May's at 608, that's up two. July's at 614. December 24 trading at 640, that's up a penny. It is 520 on this, 521, or as a matter of fact, on this Tuesday, the 23rd of January. We'll take a quick break. Come back, take a look at the livestock trade and oh yeah, less milk production. Your milk might cost a little bit more. We'll have more on that as well right after this. 
What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Signing Depot, that's WSDepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort. All at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson Elijah says, Are you kidding me? My name is Julius Krasanik, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, Certainteed Composite and Vinyl Siding, Pro-V and Masonite Doors, Decking from Azac, Envision, Fortress, and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. Discover the perfect January getaway at Camden-on-the-Lake Resort and Spa at the Lake of the Ozarks. Our beautiful and newly renovated rooms offer comfort and relaxation along with state-of-the-art amenities, including a refreshing outdoor hot tub and exquisite dining at H. Toad's Bar and Grill. Room prices start at $109 per night, so call 573-365-5620 and use code JAN0124 for your getaway deal. Create memories that last a lifetime at Camden on the Lake Resort and Spa at the Lake of the Ozarks. I'm Jennifer Blome. And I'm Wendy Weiss. Join us weekly this year as we introduce the Jennifer and Wendy Book Club presented by the St. Louis County Library. To me, reading is magic, and our book club can be your passport to mystery, adventure, anywhere your imagination wants to go. The 2024 Jennifer and Wendy Book Club will introduce you to local and national authors, events, and special programs. Presented by the St. Louis County Library. Every week on the Jennifer and Wendy Show, right here on the Big 550. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 523 forecast coming up in just a minute. Things are in pretty good shape road-wise if you're heading out the door. Cattle firmed up after an initial week start on Monday. Futures were still down uh, anywhere from 5 to 60 cents at the close, but they did climb up out of a, a whole lower numbers earlier in the day. USDA confirmed sales on Friday at 172, 173. Nothing sold yesterday. Uh, USDA reported 6,000 head were sold in the Oklahoma auction, including 63% steers, 37% heifers. Um, numbers are down there just a little bit due to the weather. USDA's wholesale box beef prices for Monday afternoon were listed at 298.67 in the choice, 286.58 for the selects. That was up by 317 for the choice and 353 for the selects. Federal inspected cattle numbers estimated at 115,000 for Monday. That's up from 112 the previous week, but 8,000 head below the same week last year. February cattle closed at 173.77, down 60. April at 176.90, down 47. June cattle at 174.27, down a nickel. March feeders at 231.27, down 67. Over in the pork complex, we were a little higher in the nearby, lower in the deferreds. April closed down by 52 cents for the day. USDA's national average base hog price was shown at 46.53. Uh, that's down nine cents from Friday. Pork cutouts finished. Uh, we're going to call it about twenty cents uh, uh, within about a twenty cent trading range. It was pretty quiet. Uh, numbers for Monday: four hundred and ninety-two thousand head. That compares to three hundred and seventy-eight thousand the previous week, and 
493,000 hit during the same week last year. Federally, uh, Fe- February hogs at uh, 7092. That was up 17. April at 7762, down 52. In the February pork cutouts, closed at 8560, down 20. 525 on this Tuesday morning, 23rd of January. Let's head over to the weather desk. Zach, what do you got? Holding that 37 degrees outside right now. There is some fog and mist out there this morning. Nothing to worry about with the trying to see roads and whatnot. If you just look up into the lamppost, there's just a little bit of fog and mist dropping from the sky this morning. It is raining through the area right now. High of 45 degrees today, though. Rain's going to be moved out by about 7 a.m. It will be, uh, could see some drizzle throughout the day. It will be mostly cloudy. High of 45 degrees and a low of 40 overnight tonight. There, rain does start back up tonight. Uh, it says right now at about 10 p.m. and then rain overnight through tomorrow. High of 53 degrees on Wednesday. Again, rain continues overnight Wednesday into Thursday with a low of 41 degrees on Wednesday. As we head into Thursday, chance of rain again throughout the day. High of 49 degrees, mostly cloudy by Thursday night, though, with a low of 38. On Friday, mostly cloudy, high of 48 degrees, and a low of 38 degrees on Friday night. For the weekend, Saturday, could see some more showers throughout the day. We'll be mostly cloudy by the afternoon, high of 45 degrees. Slight chance of a shower Saturday night as well with a low of 36. And on Sunday, mostly cloudy, high of 42, and a low of 32 on Sunday night. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Bining with the Big 550 KTRS. And I am showing 35 degrees here in rural Belleville. Winds are coming in out of the southeast at 5. Humidity, quite naturally, is way up there at 96. As you mentioned, uh, Zach, a little fog out there. Visibility is at 5 miles. Sun up at 713 and sundown this afternoon at 512. So just be a little careful. There could be some water standing on some roads out there as uh, there was really not much place for it to run off to with this ground being frozen out there so uh, just be careful give yourself a little extra time we'll take a break we'll be back after the news we are missouri farm bureau insurance and we're here for all of life's wins like when you get a new car or new boat or new driver or when your son moves out but your mom moves in or you find out you're expecting again or when one rental property turns into two then 20 or you realize they're all in tornado alley Life is full of life events, so call your Missouri Farm Bureau insurance agent or visit MOFBinsurance.com to find an agent near you. And we'll make sure you have the right coverage for each of life's wins. Before you put your home on the market, before you have to pay money fixing it up to sell it, before you have to pay real estate commissions, call me. I'm Mike Robinson with Rowbank Properties, and I will buy your home. Any property, any condition, anywhere, and always as is. Call me, Mike Robinson with Rowbank Properties at 314-283-0867. That's 314-283-0867. You have nothing to lose when you call Rowbank Properties at 314-283-0867. Most first responders return home at the end of their shift. Some don't. I was a widow, and how was I going to survive? How were my kids going to survive? Knowing that their husband and their father wasn't coming home. Since 1959, Backstoppers has been there to help the families of her fallen first responders. Backstoppers showed up, and they reassured me at that moment that I had nothing to worry about. This Thursday, the Big 550 KTRS will salute Backstoppers' tremendous work. Please join us in supporting this important safety net for first responders in Missouri and Illinois. They're there in that moment of grief when you think there's no way 
I can go on. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for supporting our fallen heroes and their families. The KTRS Backstoppers Radiothon is presented in part by Sapod GM Country, Moss's St. Charles, Triad Bank, Sonus Benefits, Hackett Security, and KTRS Cares. All of us at Independence Center want to thank everyone who generously supported our Dancing with the St. Louis Stars event on January 20th. Because of you, this year was another amazing success. St. Louis Luminaries danced the night away while raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to help fund Independence Center's vital programs for those with subsistent mental illness. Want to help but miss the event? It's not too late. Please consider donating to support our mission at independentcenter.org today. Hey, business owners. Are you stressed out over the daunting task of preparing your W-2s, 1099s, and tax returns? Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. To start the new year right, I'd like to offer you a free tax analysis, so stop stressing. Give us a call at 636-394-5524, or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. The Big 550. KTRS. St. Louis. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. New Hampshire prepares to head to the polls. I'm voting Trump no matter what. Um, I got you. I don't know if I'm going to vote if <laughs> if he doesn't make it. It's probably going to be Nikki. Why Nikki? Because I think it's time for a big change. <laughs> Huge. So Why not Trump? After all he's done now, we don't need it. Two voters with two very different opinions in the Granite State. Nikki Haley trailing badly in the polls behind Donald Trump. It's counting on independent voters for a win. President Biden and Vice President Harris in Virginia today, marking the anniversary of Roe v. Wade with more speeches on the Supreme Court decision that struck it down. Palestinian militants carrying out the deadliest single attack on Israel's forces since the October 7th Hamas attacks that triggered the war. 21 IDF soldiers killed in southern Gaza. Man suspected of killing eight people in suburban Chicago, taking his own life in Texas after fleeing from police. This is ABC News. Thirty-seven degrees at five thirty-one. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. The Clayton School District has backed out of a plan to buy Calaris. This comes after a backlash from the community. Last week, about 300 people attended a public forum where many criticized the district for their lack of transparency about the over $20 million deal and also its potential impact on taxes. Attorney General Andrew Bailey has led a 20-state coalition in filing a brief at the United States Supreme Court to combat what he calls censorship on social media platforms. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. In the brief, the attorneys general support Texas and Florida laws barring social media companies from silencing speech on their platforms. In a release, Bailey said, quote, if the Supreme Court lets social media companies silence speech, it will set a devastating precedent at a time when free speech across the nation is under widespread attack, end quote. In the brief, Attorney General Bailey notes that it's already unlawful for a telephone company to stifle a phone call in which callers are discussing a viewpoint disfavored by the phone company. He says the same principle applies to social media companies. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. The Illinois Board of Higher Education has awarded $400 million in grants through the Independent Colleges Capital Investment Grant Program to 45 institutions of higher education in Illinois. 
The goal of the program is to provide financial assistance to private, not-for-profit colleges and universities in Illinois for the construction, repair, and renovation of infrastructure on campuses to provide equitable learning experiences to students across the state. The Federal Highway Administration is putting the brakes on humorous messages on electronic highway signs in Illinois. IDOT will no longer be allowed to post messages such as, quote, Cousin Eddie says Twitter's full, put the phone away, or no texting, no speeding, no catch-up. The Federal Highway Administration said the humorous signs often have obscure meanings or pop culture references that may not be understood by all drivers. That's KTRS News. The time is 534. It is 37 degrees outside. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave after this. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance Line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... Our savings are your savings. Your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Deneuve explore musical fables, a performance featuring the timeless classic Peter and the Wolf, accompanied by the Academy Award-winning short film and Francis Poulenc's colorful Les Animaux Modernes, narrated by Broadway star and St. Louis native Ken Page, January 27th and 28th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. 535 on this Tuesday morning. Well, as we said, the long hours of harvest are behind us. Now the long hours of spring are ahead. All the concerns through the winter, getting all the bills paid and getting everything lined out and all the seed starts to arrive and you got to buy fertilizer. And all of a sudden you find yourself overwhelmed or feeling hopeless on the day. You're a farmer or farm family member in need of some support. There is help. You can call or text the Farm Family Resource Initiative helpline at 833-FARM-SOS. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressure of grain and livestock farming, and there is no cost to call. You can also email the counselors 24-7 at Farm Family Resource Helpline at mhsil.com. Dot com. Everyone needs somebody to talk to. And as we said, if you're a farmer or a farm family member in need of some support to get you through the day, call the helpline today. 833-FARM-SOS. That's 833-327-6767. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. Get a tax refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt now. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank at jacksonhewitt.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 536 coming up in just a little bit. We're going to visit with Nolan Allison of the Bartlett uh, Grain Company Uh, about their new soybean uh, processing plant that's going to be coming online here in just a couple of months uh, down in southeast Missouri. It's going to be a big impact in that part of the world as far as a market for soybeans. We'll find out what that's about a little uh, coming up here in just a little bit. But first, we need to head back over to the weather desk. Zach, folks are getting ready to head out the door. What do you got? 
Still holding at 37 degrees outside. There is a light fog and mist out there this morning. Could see a spot shower straggling behind the main front that moved through last night. Could see rain before 7 a.m. this morning. It will be cloudy today, high of just 40, excuse me, warming up to 45 degrees. Rain starts back up tonight at about 10 p.m. with a low of 40 overnight tonight. Rain's going to continue through tomorrow. Rain likely throughout the day on Wednesday. High of 53 degrees. Chance of rain overnight Wednesday into Thursday with a low of 41. On Thursday, again, chance of showers throughout the day with a high of 49 degrees. Mostly cloudy on Thursday night with a low of 38 Cloudy again on Friday, high of 48 degrees. Could see a spot shower to Friday night as temperatures drop back down into the 30s with a low of 38 degrees on Friday. For the weekend, Saturday, chance of showers throughout the day on Saturday, high of 45 degrees. Again, slight chance of a shower Saturday night as well with a low of 36 on Sunday. Mostly cloudy, high of 42 and a low of 32 on Sunday night. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Uh, Zach, I'm still showing 35 here in rural Belleville with a wind chill of 31 as that wind's coming in out of the east, uh, southeast at 6 miles an hour. Humidity's at 96, visibility's holding at 5 miles, so there is a little haze out there. Sun up at 713 and sundown this afternoon at 512. Our weather reporter, Pat, over in uh, east-central Pike County said they got 0.81 inches of rain over the last 24 hours, currently 33 degrees with light winds. So there we go. Um, Zach, have you have you changed your eating pattern as far as eating at home or going out since COVID's kind of gone out um, of them? I mean, um, not really. I don't think you so. Know, I mean, we try to, I try to cook at home as much as possible with the occasional, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but out. did, is that your same habits that you had before COVID? Yeah. We did Just, a lot more going out. Did you? Before COVID. Just cause, you know, just to, you know, it just kind of starts to add up, you know? Yeah, well, I understand that. Uh, but, you know, we were just, we'd say, what do you want for supper? I don't know. What, what do we got? Let's just run down and get something so we take off. Makes it easier. A, does make it yeah, easier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the numbers are out. And food at home spending has dropped back close to the pre-COVID levels, which means... People are starting to go back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, following a shift in U.S. food spending during the COVID-19 pandemic, p- pandemic food at home spending was only 2.7% higher in November of 23 with November compared to November of 2019. Food away from home spending remained elevated at 14.6%. According to new data from the USDA's Economic Research Service, After an initial jump in inflation-adjusted food-at-home spending in March through May of 2020, the spending leveled off, averaging just 2.8% higher in December of 2020. Uh, Now, the monthly spending uh, has averaged back to 7.2% higher than the corresponding months in 2019. Food-at-home spending has trended back towards the pre-pandemic levels since the peak difference of 9.5% in March of 2020. Basically, it comes down food-at-home spending, peaked at 14.8% higher in March of 23. But now the trend is going the other way, where the food or the eating out numbers are starting to grow. So, and you're, But and you're, going, are, you're going the other way? Did you say you were eating out more before and now you're eating less? Right. We Yeah, we don't go out near as You're much. going the other way? Yeah. I mean, we, 
we might end up that way one of these days. <laughs> but, but you know, we still got sour milk and stale bread to eat from the pandemic. <laughs> we got we got stuff we got to get eat, eat up. But yeah, I, I don't know if if a lot of folks are kind of starting to come out of the hole, or did we adjust? You know, they said, well, a lot of people found out they actually knew how to cook and didn't think they did, but they learned how during COVID. And I, I, are people now into that groove to where they, I mean, it's not cheap to go out to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you go. You, even the, you know, the drive throughs anywhere you go. Yeah, McDonald's I, burgers I, costing you 12, 15 bucks. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, two or three, four of you go through and it's 50 bucks. Uh, for a bag of burgers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but if you go to the grocery store, it don't take much of a basket to run up a hundred bucks. But I still think you can eat at home cheaper. Yeah, just can't, you can't win either way. Yeah, if you want to fix it, if you want to go to the trouble to fix it. So there you go. Some interesting numbers. The trend is starting to go back to where people are starting to ease back out and go out to eat. It is 542. We'll take a quick break. We come back. As we said, we're going to visit with Nolan Allison. He's with Bartlett uh, Grain Company. We're going to find out about a new soybean crush plant facility uh, that they're going to have online uh, down in southeast Kansas, which will take in a a good part of Missouri um, as far as soybean crush. We're going to find out about this new facility coming up right after this. All of us at Independence Center want to thank everyone who generously supported our Dancing with the St. Louis Stars event on January 20th. Because of you, this year was another amazing success. St. Louis Luminaries danced the night away while raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to help fund Independence Center's vital programs for those with severe and persistent mental illness. Want to help but miss the event? It's not too late. Please consider donating to support our mission at independentcenter.org today. What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Siding Depot, that's WSDepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort. All at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson Elijah says, Are you kidding me? My name is Julius Krasanik, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, Certainty Composite and Vinyl Siding, Pro-V and Masonite Doors, Decking from Azac, Envision, Fortress, and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 544, well, in this week's Missouri Soybean Association's weekly uh, update brought to you by the Missouri Soybean Growers and their checkoff, we visit with Nolan Allison. He's with Bartlett Grain, and they've got a new facility coming online down in southeast Missouri and uh, or southeast Kansas, that is, going to take in a good bit of Missouri soybeans down in the southern half of the state. And as we said, Bartlett or Nolan joins us this morning to tell us a little bit about that facility. Nolan, thanks for joining us. A little bit about your operation. Well, appreciate it, Dave. Um, yes, sir. It's currently a it was a greenfield project, and it's currently under construction. 
Um, we're anticipating receiving trucks hopefully um, uh, very soon within the next uh, within the next few months, and then we're going to be anticipating processing in Q3 of 2024. So hopefully in that June July timeframe, uh, we're going to begin processing operations. So um, construction is going along as scheduled to meet those goals, and um, we're excited to be in this area. Tell us a little bit about where you are and how this all came to be. Yes, so uh, Bartlett Grain, um, our main company is uh, uh, operated out of Kansas City and uh, through different research channels. Um, we chose Cherryville, Kansas, down here in southeast Kansas. So to give it in moderation, we're about an hour and 20 minutes west of Joplin, basically straight west of Joplin. And um, if you know where the Coffeyville, uh, Kansas, and Oklahoma border is, we're about 20, 23 miles straight north of that. Um, so right down there in that southeast Kansas corridor. And the way that the rail mapping system is set up in this area, we had the uh, potential to use that to originate beans on both the rail and the uh, trucking side. So with our current company footprint, we have facilities located in western Kansas, um, Colorado, central Kansas, um, Iowa, Missouri. Um, we even have a facility in, the, in Illinois and then one in Nebraska. And all of these facilities have the capability and potential to uh, help us out originate beans into this facility and also look outside of our company footprint as well. Um, so we, we chose this area with production in mind and um, definitely want to buy from local producers and commercials and also have that backstop of uh, bringing in rail volume as well. Absolutely. And this report being brought to you by the Missouri Soybeans, I'm sure they're hoping you do a little business with them. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're we're already looking at origination efforts, you know, into Missouri and um, all over the Midwest. So that's the reason we definitely wanted to reach out to your viewers and kind of share some excitement about us coming into the area. All right. What's the capacity? What kind of what are you looking at job wise? What's the capacity of the operation? Yes, sir. Um, so job wise, we're going to have roughly uh, 65 team members on site. Um, we are currently hiring. So if you have any questions about job opportunities, please don't hesitate to get on bartlettandco.com uh, slash careers and look up uh, job opportunities there. Um, as far as capacity, we're going to be roughly processing 140,000 bushels per day. And ultimately, we're going to have around 3 million bushels uh, space capacity once we get up and open. Um, so we're definitely going to be kicking through a lot of product and need a lot of demand, and it's going to be an ever-flowing uh, ever operation once we get up and going. What kind of market are you planning on feeding that end product into? Um, we have multiple sellers. Um, we're looking at different varieties of uh, multiple you know, uh, refinery opportunities, different food-grade opportunities. I mean, the market will tell in time, um, but definitely looking at a plethora of different opportunities on the selling side there. Absolutely. And uh, capacity, I, I think you mentioned it. What kind of capacity are you looking at? Uh, yes, sir. Um, looking on the outbound side, we anticipate roughly producing 65 uh, million gallons of oil per year and then roughly a million metric tons of meal and then ultimately um, 220 tons of soy hull pellets per day. Um, I'd have to do the math on that on total volume, but um, roughly, uh, roughly eight to nine truckloads of those soy hull pellets a day. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like an exciting time, and couldn't happen in a better spot. I mean, you're, that, that's a good location, that is for sure. So once again, Absolutely. When, when are you looking at trying to be up online? Um, we're, on, we're anticipating summer of 2024. Hopefully the earlier the better, but definitely looking at that Q3 2024 time frame. 
Uh, we'll be doing some test processing and then get into full operation when we get everything uh, tested and, and up and going. Hopefully in time for fall harvest. Oh, we will be well. The anticipation is well up and running by 2024 full harvest. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Folks want to find out more about the operation, as you said, some employment. Where do they go? What's the website? Yes, it's www.bartlettandco.com. And that has grain bids, and if you type in slash careers, there's a, there's a bunch of links to our career opportunities at Cherryville specifically, and then also all the other locations throughout our company. So and as always, that report brought to you by the Missouri Soybean Growers and their checkoff. You can find out more about the facility at uh, just type in Bartlett uh, uh, bean processing plant, and it will come up. And now they're, they're hiring people. Uh, if you're looking for work in that line uh, of business, they're hiring. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about them uh, in the days to come as they get online and start buying beans. It is coming up on 5.50. Time to head back over to the weather desk, find out what we got set up for the rest of the week. What do you got, Zach? 37 degrees outside right now. There is a light fog and mist in the area. Could see a spot shower before 7 a.m. this morning, then rain will be moved out. It's going to be cloudy today, high of 45 degrees, and overnight low tonight of 40. Rain moves in again tonight around 10 p.m. It's going to continue overnight into tomorrow, high of 53 degrees on Wednesday. Again, rain expected throughout the day on Wednesday and into Wednesday night with a low of 41 degrees Wednesday night. Chance of showers on Thursday as well with a high of 49 degrees. Mostly cloudy overnight Thursday with a low of 38 Mostly cloudy on Friday as well. High of 48 degrees on Friday. And on Friday night, a low of 38. Could see a shower Friday night and also on Saturday. Mostly cloudy by Saturday afternoon with a high of 45. And on Saturday night, cloudy with a low of 36. Sunday, mostly cloudy again. High of 42 degrees. And on Sunday night, clouds continue with a low of 32. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. A little warmer, but definitely wet. 35 degrees here in rural Belleville this morning. That wind now coming in out of the southeast at 7 miles an hour. That takes the wind chill to 31. Sun up at 713. Sun down this afternoon at 512. And visibility is at 5 miles. Coming up on 552, we'll take our final break. We'll come back and check Wall Street. And, oh, yeah, the price of milk. Yeah, less production means higher prices. We'll be right back. Most first responders return home at the end of their shift. Some don't. I was a widow, and how was I going to survive? How are my kids going to survive? Knowing that their husband and their father wasn't coming home. Since 1959, Backstoppers has been there to help the families of her fallen first responders. Backstoppers showed up, and they reassured me at that moment that I had nothing to worry about. This Thursday, the Big 550 KTRS will salute Backstoppers' tremendous work. Please join us in supporting this important safety net for first responders in Missouri and Illinois. They're there in that moment of grief when you think there's no way I, I can go on. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for supporting our fallen heroes and their families. The KTRS Backstoppers Radiothon is presented in part by Sapod GM Country, Moss's St. Charles, Triad Bank, Sonus Benefits, Hackett Security, and KTRS Cares. Here's our story. Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis, 
started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate you on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounters.com where our Our savings savings are your savings. savings. From ABC News, Wall Street Now, the Dow Jones heads into Tuesday trading above 38,000, breaking that barrier for the first time ever. Across the board, gains pushed the Dow up 138 points. The Nasdaq had it 0.3 percent, the S&P 0.2 percent for record high closes of their own. Bitcoin extended its losses Monday, dipping below 40,000 for the first time this year and pulling the rest of the crypto market down with it. Coinmetrics reports Bitcoin fell to 39,414 during the day but later recovered. Workers considering changing jobs might not find it as easy this year. A LinkedIn survey of 1,000 professionals says 85% are thinking of a switch. The Wall Street Journal says data from job boards shows companies are pulling back on pay and benefits. And if you didn't snag an Applebee's date night pass when they went on sale yesterday, it's already too late. The $200 pass sold online only gets its users $30 off more than 50 meals. The restaurant chain says it's sold out within a minute. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And we'll keep an eye on those markets as they open up today. Well, as we said, lower domestic milk production in the latest reports, both in 23 and 24, expected to assist with higher prices in some products and class categories per the USDA's latest forecast. Rod Bain with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. He files the report. What were the major changes month over month in USDA's January milk production and price forecast? According to World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekinowski, reduced our U.S. milk production forecasts for both 2023 and 2024, reflecting both lower inventories and slower growth in milk per cow. Lower imports, higher exports are expected for both cheese and butter. Global prices are generally strong and rising. U.S. prices have been showing some strength as well, but not rising quite to the extent of the global prices, so that's giving us some opportunities to export more and import less. 2024 product prices were adjusted up based on lower milk production forecast, with cheese prices the exception. A projected Class 4 milk price increase month over month was offset by a lower Class 3 price, resulting in the all-milk price lowered by a quarter to 20 cents per pound. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Some products up, some products down. Now, take a look at the overnight trade as we wrap it up on this uh, Tuesday morning. Once again, if you're heading out the door, there could be a little water standing on the roads, but they should not be slick uh, as those temperatures are above freezing uh, around the area. Over on the overnight trade in the corn as the uh, traders start to move into the midweek, trying to find some guiding light for the corn trade, uh, March is about a penny higher at 446. It was at 447 for a high and 445 for a low. So not much action in the overnight. May at 456. That's a half a cent higher. September's trading at 469. That's even. And December is trading at 476 and three quarters. That is up a half cent a bushel. So as we said, things really quiet in the overnight trade on the corn. Over on the bean trade, well, we started out a little higher and holding that uh, here into the late hours of the morning overnight trade. March is at 1228. That's up four and a quarter. They were up to, well, they're pretty much about at the session high right now. May is at 1236. That's up three and a half. 
November new crop at 11.98. That's up a penny and a quarter. Just can't get back to that $12 mark. November's at 11 uh, or January that is at 12.05. That's up a quarter cent. Just able to hang on to that $12 mark and a lot of resistance at the $12 number on the trade. Overall in the wheat trade, well, we started out higher in the overnight trade and continuing that trend now here in the uh, uh, early hours, March at uh, 598, that's up one and three quarters, was at 599 and a half there too, just getting a lot of resistance at the $6 mark. July is at 613, that's up one and three quarters. December wheat at 640, that's up one and a quarter off a high of uh, uh, just about at the high uh, so far in the overnight and July of 25 traded yesterday at 654 up two and a half no trade in the overnight trade well that music means we are out of here McGraw's in the wings he's ready to go he slip slided away and got here yesterday and he is back this morning so uh, we'll turn it over to him we'll keep an eye on the markets have updates at 10 and 12 and back tomorrow morning with any luck at all at five o'clock have a great day Anyone who's ever had their car stolen wonders, was it sold for parts? Where the heck did it go? The answer, a lot further than you might think. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Let's head to Toronto, Canada for this story. That's where car owner Andrew had his SUV stolen right from his driveway. Good news. Andrew hit an air tag inside it. He tracked where his SUV went through his Apple Find My app. First, the SUV was taken to a nearby rail yard. Then it went right over to the port of Montreal. After that, the AirTag went offline. But Andrew wasn't out of luck. Fifty days later, his SUV's AirTag suddenly went online again. Where was it? Nearly 7,000 miles away in a used car lot in the United Arab Emirates. So on Apple, buy an AirTag. Team Android, get a tile tracker. Pop it in your car's engine bay with some Gorilla duct tape. Now you always know where your car's located. Enter to win a $1,000 PC or Mac right now at commando.com slash win.